And what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Bear Down Sports Association podcast, episode number 62 today. As always, this podcast is brought to us by our sponsors, Old Bridge Pizza. Shout out to our guys at Old Bridge Pizza. Make sure you guys go in there, say you're from Bear Down, say you're from the league, say what's up to our guys over at Old Bridge Pizza. And, of course, our other sponsor, Chaos Gym, located on 516 behind Comfy next to the Dunkin' Donuts. Um, in the parking lot, Sean McDonald, member of our own very own Dolphins, uh, runs the gym. Great workouts, great programs for you. Uh, Baron Athletes, first month, 50% off. Um, three workouts a week. You can get a fourth workout in if you miss a class. Um, he's also running a breast cancer awareness event. Um, you show up, 15-minute workouts, May reps you can do that are on it. Your sponsors will give money per rep, so like 10 cents a rep or something like that. Um, also, if you're looking to purchase any gear, anything like that, um, I'll post the two things that he sent me, a sweatshirt and a long sleeve shirt. He said all proceeds go to the National Breast Cancer Awareness Foundation, so I believe they're $30. Look very nice. I'll post them on the Instagram story, so that's all from Chaos. All right, let's get into the week four preview for the BDSA flag football fall season. Very exciting times. We are four, we are four weeks in, almost halfway through the regular season. Uh, we're starting to see a lot of how these teams are shaping out. We are, have our first uh, quarterback change of the season that we will discuss um, in these 10 o'clock games here. Joining me today, Brandon Kurtzman, Dylan Sheree making his podcast debut yeah. on the season. And as always, Tommy Savaro is here. Let's start off with our power rankings for the league before we get into the games. All right, Dad, I'm going to start off with you. Give me your updated power rankings. All right, number one spot, I got the Lions. Number two, Dolphins. Number three, Cards. Number four, Falcons. Number five, Panthers. Number six, Bucks. Number seven, Ravens. Number eight, Packers. Number nine, the Patriots. Number ten, the Bills. And number 11, the Seahawks. Mm. I have, at my one spot, the Lions. Two spot, Dolphins. Three, Falcons. Four, I'm going with the Panthers. Five, Cardinals. Six, Bucks. Seven, Packers with Vin Gargano. Breaking news now at quarterback. I'm factoring that in. Patriots at eight. Ravens at nine. Bills 10. Seahawks at 11. Those are, those are our updated power rankings. Do you guys have any comments? Sure. Big disrespect to the Cardinals. Oh, you're going to comment on my list? I was asking Dylan and Kurtzman if they oh, were going to comment right. on ours. Well, your, list, your list is ass. My list is good. How's my, how, am I <laughs> how am I disrespecting the Cardinals? By thinking that... Listen, did you see the games that they played so far? Well, I wasn't there, le- I wasn't there last teams week. they played against. I, okay, I'm not saying that they haven't. I have them at five. I think I don't think that's bad. I have them one spot lower and than you do. They control the line of scrimmage. Okay, I'm just going with the right. Panthers. I'm taking. I'm just personally taking Augie and Connor right now because I think they, after that week one, you know, loss against IB, one. they figured it out. And I think when they play each other, that'll be that'll a very be that'll be a very yeah. good game. That'll be very good. And I'm assuming um, you'll be taking the Cardinals in that game against Augie. Yeah, when they yes, play. Yes, I will. Okay. Whew. Well, well, side I bet. I don't know where that is. Side <laughs> I'll be making money then. Side, side bet. I want the fat sandwich from the place right around the corner. After. <laughs> nice. Going into twelve thirty game. So no. they're not no free, um, no free sponsors. Uh, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> no. Um, I like that you guys both put me number one. I think I deserve the spot. Right Dylan, now. do you think that your team is better than Sorry Ass Kurtzman's team? Uh, I do, but we have played the three <laughs> winless teams in the league, so I understand that we are behind Kurtzman right now. But don't worry, winter is coming. Kersman reminds me of the Clippers a little bit, actually. The more I'm thinking of it, Kersman does remind me a lot like the Clippers. Here we go. Game of Thrones. A fraud. Right there. 
right. Um, let's get into the let's get into the games here. Let's do the let's start off with the ten o'clock slate. Since I got Dylan here, we'll start off with the Dolphins versus the Packers. Interesting game. I just broke the news. Vin Gargano is rumored to be playing quarterback for the rest of the season. Miles Williams sadly is out, hurt his groin, and he's a personal trainer, so he can't really afford to not be able to do physical activity. So he doesn't want to, you know, make that injury any worse. Aaron Ford is subbing in in his place. If you guys don't know Aaron Ford, he's an elite athlete. I haven't seen him compete in some time, but if this is the Aaron Ford that I'm thinking of, and he's somewhat in the same realm that he used to be, I'm going to expect him to be an elite athlete in this league and be great. Um, he obviously has a lot of chemistry with Vin Gargano playing quarterback now, as that was his kind of number one target when they played together in high school. You will see that new dynamic duo with Mikey, I would assume, out wide and on the defensive line as well for this Packers team against the Dolphins, who are undefeated and who we all have at the number two spot in the power rankings. Dylan, I'll start with you. How do you feel about this matchup? Um, I feel good. I'm, I, it, that doesn't suck. I'm excited to see Vin at quarterback. Of course, he's a dynamic player that adds another wrinkle to their team. It kind of sucks for us that we don't have any film or anything to like base off to like, kind of game plan. So... For that, it's kind Ooh, of like a little wrinkle. Slate. Yeah, but I will say, um, I love the pace at which my team is playing. Uh, we talked, you guys talked about it a lot in the last podcast. You know, come out the gate firing. I think that, and I also spoke to Augie before. He's like, I don't understand how you guys throw thirty passes a game. Like, we we easily run the most plays in the game, and with uh, a quarterback as dynamic as Sobes, just like the game of math is just. Sobs throwing the ball thirty times. Uh, you're, so you're saying you guys take an analytical approach and just have Sobs. I mean, have Sobs throw. Not in the, the background, rockets. but just like if you look at it with from an analytical eye after the results, it's like Sobs is top two quarterback, probably best thrower in the league. And he's throwing thirty times. It's like it's hard for him to not throw it. Like stumble into five throwing touch, passing touchdowns. Okay, um, Kersman, how do you feel about this one? Um, I'm really excited to see Vingrano back playing quarterback. Uh, it's been a while. It's been, I think, two summers that he hasn't been there playing quarterback. So excited to see him back out there. Um, I hope that him and Aaron Ford are able to find some chemistry. Hopefully him and Mikey have that brother brother connection on the outside. If they're going to win this game, they have to – They has to. there can't be a uh, adjustment period to him playing quarterback. He has to come out immediately, be sound with his play calls, make quick decisions which, like he always had done. Um, one thing about Vin is he's very good at manufacturing the easy yards like I always talk about, how it's just easy to get some yards. Call the slant, throw the slant. Yeah, like he is always doing that. If he calls it, he's throwing it, so you better be able to catch it. Um, I, have, I have faith in their guys on the outside to make some plays. Um, but Sobes, man. He just does so much for them, and really, he just—he's a dynamic player who makes too many plays on the field. So if you're going to beat them, you have to score with them. It's hard to get enough stops. If you get one or two stops against that defense, uh, that offense in any game, that needs to be enough to get the win because you're probably not getting more than that unless Sobs is just off of his game that day. Dad, how do you feel about this one? Well, a lot of—I uh, heard about Vin Gargano. I've never seen him play, but I know he's a legend in this league. You've I know seen- You've seen him play quarterback in high school? Oh, in high school, not in the yeah. league, though. Oh, okay. I was like, I thought you've never played quarterback. He, 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 I don't think he's ever lost in this league. Up, up, you know. Any no, yeah. Every time he's been a quarterback, he's won the championship up until the summer that Duke his last, his, yeah, last his last time playing quarterback. Yeah, so you know, I'm excited to see that. Um, about the Dolphins and, and Zach, uh, he, he just the reason why they throw a lot of passes is because they could probably sustain drives better than any other team in this league. Um, not to say they're not a quick strike offense. They could do both. But uh, time possession is big for the Dolphins. 
uh, if they go on those sustained drives, it's not going to be a lot of time for the Vin to get on the field and respond to what they can do. Yeah, I don't think we've I don't think we've punted this year one time in three games. Mm. I missed last game, so I'm not sure, but no, we scored punted. 40 points. I'm not. I don't think we punted. No. Also, I want to add, we uh, we kind of forgot to kick this off with. In addition to Vin, this is his first game. Um, Matt Hughes is out for the season, so this we is, talked about that a little bit on the so last one. But our sub, yeah. I don't know if we talk about that, but no. uh, we're getting Stephen Leibowitz is going to be playing. Lebo debut, so not his debut in the league, but debut. He subbed a few times in past seasons when it was a little bit less serious with like the official format. But I'm excited to, for him to get involved because I he's a big kid, strong kid, athlete, adds a little bit more speed on our line on both sides. Obviously, Matt, we're going to miss him, and I hope he you know shows up to just be around and keep team chemistry and morale high, but super excited to get Lebo involved. How do we feel all these teams match up against each other? Um, Matchup-wise? I think in the trenches, um, the Packers can definitely have a chance to get to Sobs, make some plays. Mikey's going to play some D-line. Uh, you know, Van LaTemple, um, Van Arena, Vingariano, they're all going to be getting back there. I think it's a good matchup in the trenches. Um, I like the matchups outside also. Aaron Ford guarding Dylan. Um, Mingargano's going to be back there also. Rich Ritter, um, Rocchio, other guys. Brian Giles. Um, I give the edge on the in the athlete game to the Dolphins a little bit. I like I, Sean McDonald's come on so strong for them at receiver this year. Dylan back this week, has a week off. The body's probably feeling really right. He's probably ready for another two touchdowns. Oh, yeah, because he was, he was doing a lot of rehabbing while he was, uh, yes, while he sure. was gone. Yeah, for sure. He was, um, he was eating phenomenal food and drinking a lot of alcohol with his girlfriend know. for her, her birthday. But. No, for sure. <laughs> Shout out to Marina. No. I like the Dolphins in this game. Um, I think the offensive firepower is going to be too much, but I do think Vin's going to keep it close. There's no way he's getting blown out. All right. Um, I'm also taking the Dolphins in this game. Dad. Dolphins. Dylan is going to make picks this week as well. He's obviously going to take his team, the Dolphins, unless he's throwing the game and wants to take the Packers. Um, Vin's up, baby. <laughs> <laughs> let's go to the other 10 o'clock game, the Panthers versus the Bills. I missed the game last week, but there, you guys did say that the Bills did come on strong at the end. They looked a little bit better. Um, Kurtzman, I will start here with you. How do you feel about this matchup with the Panthers versus the Bills? Um, I think the Bills' D-line needs to do a little bit less going for the flag and a little more containment. Uh, they're a little bit slower of a defensive line. Outside of Misha, they have two slower bodies, Cobrain, Amir. Uh, maybe switch it up. Maybe get a couple speed rushers in there to try to change it up on Augie. Um, Augie's one of the most elusive rushers in our in our league. Um, the plays he made last week against the Packers with the ball in his hands were some of the best we've seen all season and to- our multiple seasons we've had. Um, I think the Bills need to just change up their game plan, do something different. They need to switch men zone on defense. Um, actually, get have some energy from the beginning of the game, make a couple stops. Like that's how it starts. If you're going to put upset like this early on in the season with the Panthers kind of feeling themselves rolling the last two games. It starts on defense. The offense will come, but the defense needs to be stout. So what I'm looking for from the Bills is just change up the schemes. Do something different. I don't really know what you've been doing so far, but you've given up a lot of points in the first three games, or the last two games, specifically 33 to the Falcons and 44 to the Cardinals. So I know you've played a tough schedule thus far, and it's gonna, you're going to have more winnable games down the line. I want to see improvement in this game. Dylan, obviously your brother Zach Shirey plays for the team. Um, have you been talking to Zach? Is there anything that Kurtzman is talking about here? You know, if, without giving their game plan away, is there any uh, anything going on in their in their group chat talking about how they want to approach the games now? Well, I know I I'm pretty sure that they'll be switching centers. We saw a bunch of times last week with some bad snaps. So I think my brother said that Amir is going to take over at center, which you know 
it's it's a little thing, but if they can get the snapping down, it's it's goes it's a, a long it way. Changes yeah. the game. It just I mean, changes there were the drives offense. last like they just have plays, not even like the egregious like over the head snap where you obviously lose ten yards and the down, but like we know Sarah's not the fastest you. kid. Like he's a pocket passer, so if that pass is a little bit high or a little bit low and he's got to jump or it takes him an extra half or a, a second, pops to him. And we see the way the Bills off like they move the ball when it, everything works, and you know a lot of the routes are timing routes and. Suroff is the kid. He's one of the guys that if he th- calls a slant, he throws a slant, and he has the velocity on his throws. Is he can get through windows? Yeah. a lot of a so, lot of tight windows. He can make a late throw look on. He's time. throwing these timing routes, and half a second or a second that Fox on the snap, up. it's it's all over, and then you see them in these awful situations. So I think that with a new center, it could lead to um, better, smoother offense. They have to convert on their like their third and fourth and shorts at the first down and the goal line. Um, but I mean, my brother said, like, says Suroff sends them power guys for pairing. Like, they're a well prepared team. I just look to see them get better chemistry. As you guys talked last podcast, they are all kind of strangers coming in. So, you know, get some continuity, move the ball consistently, get some stops, as you said, and just try to keep it competitive. And maybe you want the ball with the last drive to win the game. That's the position you've got to put yourself in, especially playing against someone as good as Augie. That. I like uh, Serhoff. I like the way he played last week. I mentioned it in the last episode. I think if they cut down on the mistakes, uh, they'll straighten out the uh, the snaps and the false starts. False starts are big. Uh, everyone pays attention in the huddle. <laughs> they play as a team. I have all the confidence in the world in Serhoff. He's got deceiving mobility. He's got a tremendous arm. And I like the way he uh, used Q last week. I-, I thought he got him more involved in the offense, and it showed that they were able to move the ball. Uh, again, the defense, that's what they'll have to work on. Uh, I, I think Serhoff can give Olgi a game this week. How do you think they match up against each other? Um, I think what we've said about Serhoff is against the fast quarterbacks, his team on the D-line is going to have a little problems. That's why I alluded to possibly just moving anybody that's a little faster onto the D-line to help with Misha. Not that Amir and Serhoff himself can't do the job, but sometimes against a guy like Augie, when he sees guys that he thinks he can outrun, he he'll just he'll he'll let you come at him. Yeah, we saw. Yeah, we saw. Plays uh, out of that. They could push the pocket. It's just they do. They do push the pocket. And I think one of the things that my team not to get off teams, but what my team did really well against IB was that we just kind of pushed him backwards. We weren't trying to necessarily get his flag, but because if he's throwing from 10, 15 yards behind the line of scrimmage, your defensive backs got to make a play. That's just at the end of the day, if your D line's doing that, your D backs have to just make a play in the secondary. I understand it's hard to guard people for ten seconds, and Augie can make that happen in the backfield, but. You just got to do something. You got to post fly. You got to make Augie feel uncomfortable. Um, I think the way to beat Augie is you have to like mix it up. You got to show him different coverages, make him think more about what he wants to do. I'd like to see them use Prem on the D-line. You saw alluded to you know that they need speed rushers, but just you know calling out a guy specifically, I remember he was super effective for the Cowboys championship yeah, the sack, team. Yeah, sack on me he played D-line a lot, and he was causing problems all season. It's not always about getting sacks. It's just you know, it's making the quarterback there. uncomfortable. No, mm. for sure, I agree. All right, let's uh, let's get into our picks for this one here. Um, I'm we'll start it off. I am taking the Panthers in this game. Yeah, um, I'm gonna take the Panthers also. I just think that Augie's team has been very stout on defense, and if it, it, it's tough, you're trying to correct the mistakes week by week, figure it out. Um, they've had a they had a decently hard schedule thus far, so I'm hoping to see them make more improvements towards winning, but I got to take the Panthers. Yeah, I, I also wanted to say this about the Panthers. Augie looked really good last week, and he. I mean, we talk about get your number one wide receiver involved. 
uh, his connection with Connor, three touchdowns. Connor is, you know, obviously in the Offensive Player of the Year discussion. As always, you expect nothing less from him. They're rolling. They look really good. I'm also going with the Panthers. Dylan? I'm going to take the Panthers as well. Dad? I'm not going to deviate from my top five power (laughs) ranking. I'm going to go with the Panthers here. All right. Let's go into the other... Um, no, excuse me. Let's move on to the 11-15 games now. We have the Lions versus the Bucks. Kurtzman, this is your team. We will all start off by saying this. Before we started recording, we were all talking about how we liked the Bucks and how we thought the Bucks um, have looked really good over the last few weeks. And if there was an upset this week, because your team would be the favorite, we all just put you at the one spot in the, in the power rankings. Um, this is on the upset alert. This this is a, a very losable game for you, a very winnable game for this Bucks team. So with that being said, Chrisman, how confident are you in your team, and how do you think you guys match up against them? No, so coming off the big win, I understand people look at it. Dylan's Emotional been telling, letdown. Dylan's been telling me all week it's a Crap letdown game. spot for the Lions. See, I, I don't I'm find it as a trap. <laughs> no, I just don't find it being a trap game. I just think that we're going to take every opponent as serious as the last. Me and True and Julius have So been you're talking. not the Clippers? No, we're not. We're okay. Listen, I don't think... <laughs> We haven't won anything. I've been in this spot. How many times have I been one of the best teams in the league going into the playoffs and just fumble? We need to keep getting better. So you're Doc Rivers. And shit the bed? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, listen. We got to just keep getting better every week. I can't stop. I hate them. No, we're not taking the Bucks lightly. And we have a game plan. We're ready to go. Um... We're going to get a lot of guys involved this week. I think there's gonna, we're gonna, you're going to see some different guys from my team getting involved more this week. So uh, Who's not, Who hasn't been involved? No, I'm just saying on the offensive end. That's Con- what I'm saying. You haven't seen Connor really. I haven't seen a lot of Scott, Scott. yet. No, you haven't seen. That's, yeah. that's only one catch. No, you got, you've seen Rougeau, though. Rougeau has been the, just the, trust me. the daily fantasy. We got, I, got, I, got a lot more, I got a lot more coming. Uh, we're going to see week by week, and we're going to keep getting better as a team. I want to say shout-out to my offensive line. Played a phenomenal game for me against the Falcons. Rhett, draw our true. Keep doing your thing. Uh, we're ready, though. Dylan, how do you feel about this game? Uh, I think the Bucks have a very good chance of winning this game. I l- like how different they are as a team from the Falcons. You know, the the way the Lions are coming off that win, you know, thinking they're the best team in the league. And the way they beat them, they're not going to use that same game plan to beat the Bucks. You know, the Falcons' strength is their perimeter players and their speed, whereas the Bucks. They throw their line a lot. Mark DeMeo is a beast off the line. Damian has had some big Very catches well this season. Team. And same as their defensive line. I think that Kurtzman was not, I mean, aside from Sedano, I don't think Kurtzman was afraid of the Falcons' D-line giving him problems, whereas Mark and Damian are going to be giving his offensive line challenges and are going to make it tough on him. And I think it's going to come down to the outside guys making plays. Olivo, Billy look to stay hot and... We'll see. Billy is looking to stay hot coming off a monster performance. Dad, how do you feel about this one? Yeah, I'm not going to sugarcoat this. Uh, Bucks scored a lot of points on blown coverages last week. Okay. You're not going to get that this week against the Lions. You're not going to do that against Julius uh, Kurtzman and Danilo in the backfield. Not going to happen. So uh, I'm, I'm going with the Lions. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's right. That. You could say you're taking the Lions. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, nothing against the Bucks. I think they're a good team. I just, you know, if they, they want to see how they compete against the elite level, we're gonna see this week. I just don't don't expect to see what you saw last week when you when you, you score touchdowns on blown coverages. I think when you look at this game, um, the defensive lines you're gonna have Damian and Mark on that defensive line along with you saw John Romano who was hurt uh, the hurt last, last time I seen him. He didn't play last week either. I know Eddie Welsh had a coming out party um, in that last game, yeah. so their line is going to be. You know, we talk about the Bucks as one of the best lines in the league. Obviously, we're talking about one of your teams' the best lines in the league. Who's gonna be the guy that steps up and blocks Mark all game? You might have to do a lot of maneuvering on Mark in the backfield. Um, 
I think this is going to be very, very interesting game. You know, you got Mike and you got Julius on the outside. I said Mike Oliva, not Mike Nino. Mike Oliva and uh, Julius on the outside battle a little bit. Um, I think, you know, in this game, I'm also going to take the Lions. Chris, when I think you guys are looking like the best team in the league, actually the number one spot in the power rankings for a reason. Um, I think this is going to be a battle of two savvy quarterbacks, two teams that are going to be super prepared to play. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking. I'm really looking forward to it, and I think it is. This has game of the week potential on it. Dylan, who? Oh, so, oh Kurtzman, you're obviously taking yourself. Yeah, no, I'm obviously myself. But I'm just saying, I'm really excited to play against Jordan Mayo. Um, we haven't played against each other in a while, so I'm looking. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting against him again in the league. Dylan, who are you taking this one? I'm going with the Bucks. I'm taking the upset, letdown spot, um, different matchup, weird matchup. Going with the box. You think Mark is going to come out and dominate on Kurtzman? I think that Mark is going to force. I don't. I I will say Mark's impact is going to be greater than his stats. He's going to force Kurtzman into uncomfortable positions and force Kurtzman to you know play a little bit out of the way he wants to play, change the game plan, and that's why I'm going with the box. I got a slim pick six this week against Kurtzman. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to throw him a like on uh, on Kurtzman, but the only way that team loses is if he plays bad. Oh. Well, wow. the weather's going to be like 59 degrees, so I don't know. We know what happens when it's below 60. We do have official hand size measurements on Kurtzman as well, but we have not released them yet. I don't know if... <laughs> there was a picture. There was a picture. There was a picture. Am I picking up mine? My hand's small. Oh, wow. What the hell? You got... You yeah, got and that's a three-time small. MVP. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> three-time <laughs> yeah. champ. So don't give me shit about small <laughs> hands. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Let's move on to the other 11-15 game. two bullets of May? Yeah. Okay. And let's move on to the other... 11-15 game, Love we it. have the Cardinals against the Seahawks. The Red Hot Cardinals, Dad, I'll start with you here. This seems to be your favorite team, to no one's surprise. You have been obsessed with Joe Piscopo and, and those, that his teams ever since he's joined the league. So, uh, yeah, um, how are you feeling about this matchup between the Cardinals and Seahawks here? Seahawks coming off a bye week as well, correct? Correct. All right, Dad, give me your uh, synopsis on this right, one. We're talking about good offensive line, the Bucks, uh, the Lions. The best line in this league belongs to the Cardinals. Mm. No, no question, no match. I'm sorry. There, there are good players. Don't get me wrong. There are good players. There are good lines. This is the best. This is the class of the league. Uh, you, you really like Tompkins' performance last week along with Douglas, of course. Unbelievable. I mean, he made a one-handed catch with no effort. And what's more impressive is that he dunks the ball over the goalpost. Yeah. I give him an extra point for that. Um, <laughs> Piscopo, if you doubt the way he's playing quarterback, you're saying, all right, he threw a couple of jump balls. No, he didn't. What he did was he used his player. He knew exactly how to attack a, that defense. I saw Zalek make two incredible catches in double coverage, but the ball was placed perfectly. I also saw Joe picks his spots. He knows when, when to go downfield. He knows when to, to dump short. He knows how to use his line. And he's got such a talented line to do that with. So until you know, until a team can knock them off, I'm not going to go against them. Is Mast Ed Zalek a top five player of all time? <laughs> is as is Mast is Mast Ed Zalek? He's the Rip Hamilton. Yeah, that's yeah. Ed has done more than anyone's expected through two games thus far. I guess I didn't know how to use my talent correctly <laughs> with Oklahoma. Um, no, the Cardinals have been playing phenomenally through two games. They look, Joe Pispo's firing on all cylinders. I was texting him a little bit when I was doing the stats on Sunday night. And I was like, dude, you played a flawless game. I don't think you had an incompletion in the second half. And he was just, you know, Joe, he's so humbled. He's like, nah, you're a beast. I'm like, dude, dude, you just went off today. Anyway, um, I really like how he's playing. I like the offensive creativity. You saw a couple of runs with Mike uh, Mike Kramer out of the backfield with the two quarterbacks in the backfield. Um, Also saw Kramer throw a ball. It was before the half happened. It got picked off. But... 
the creativity and what you're seeing with this offense is that he knows what how to use his team correctly. He was here on draft night. He said he knew the players he wanted. He obviously got the guys he wanted. Um, I'm looking to see him continue that great play thus far. Um, his play calling has been very good. He's been getting the ball to his best players, and he's basically been taking all the advice from our podcast over the last two years. Easy yards, get your best players involved, and just get rid of the ball quickly. Dylan. His, Joe's progression as a quarterback just has just been an unbelievable story. Yeah. It's an unbelievable storyline in the league. <laughs> I mean, from last year, running for his life every single game, you know, 20 rushing attempts a game last year to being a complete pocket passer this year, like Kurtzen said. Playing on a torn ACL. Yeah, I don't even know. His <laughs> knee, he, he looks good on his knee, man. I'll tell you, he was running a little bit. He's, he he's, picked his spots when he went to attack, take risks. He, he knows when to pick up the easy yards. His... The, the mental aspect of being quarterback, it's as if he's been playing for years and this is only his, you know, I'll give him first real season because yeah. he took over for a team last year. George, shout out George, was awful at quarterback. <laughs> that was two seasons ago. He played with Smitty last year. He played with Smitty last year. Oh, yeah, but he, was, he wasn't, wasn't a quarterback. quarterback. Wasn't so quarterback. this is his first, you know. Yeah, first real. season as quarterback, drafting a team and everything like that. Yeah, so as, like, borderline rookie quarterback, the, the progression week to week has been amazing. Kersman, I know you've been um, in contact, obviously, with Joe Pippen Chase. Speaking of the Seahawks, uh, do you have any word on what they're looking to do differently um, after their bye week? They're 0-2, looking to get their first win on the season. Um, I don't want to give up. Like, no, no not their game, game plan, game but plan. Just, just I just know that they've been preparing. Uh, Joey Watt, Joey's been watching a lot of films, so hopefully he's been coming up. Him and Jason have been coming up with game plans. Hopefully Paul's with doing that too with them. Uh, they have to use their. They got to use the other team's strengths against them. They need to find sh- small weaknesses in teams to maximize their offensive potential each week. I think they need to, another team that if the offense isn't there every week, you need to be honing on the defensive end, which means really focusing on grabbing flags, really focusing on um, being in the right spot, playing good man-to-man coverage. If you're in man, playing good zone coverage, not just sitting in a zone if you're in a zone. Um, they need to do a lot of the little things, right? I need to see more improvement from them. Uh, they played well again. They played better against me in week two. Uh, hopefully they have their full team there this week so they can continue to build continuity within the team. I'm hoping that Chase uh, takes our advice of just getting the ball out a little quicker, letting his guys make make the plays for him instead of him trying to do too much. Um, I know he's a competitor, so he's going to do everything he can to try to win. All right. Um, how do we feel these teams match up against each other? Uh, you can go back to me, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I think, like Tommy said, the Cardinals have a clear advantage on the line, but there are ways to use that strength that, or that weakness where turn you're going to turn it into a strength for your team. So you just need to know how to use the players that you have on your team to maximize their ability. Um, I know personally what I would want to do against the Cardinals if I had the Seahawks roster. I'd talk with Joey about that. I Christmas want him. game planning against the Cardinals. No, I just want <laughs> – listen, uh, Joey's playing on a bad team. playing on a bad team last year at TCU. I'm trying to make every team a little more competitive, let them see what I'm seeing. Um, but they're going to be ready. I don't know if they're going to come out and execute correctly, but – they're going to be ready to play. So I guess with that being said, I'm going to take the Cardinals. I am also taking the Cardinals in this game. Uh, I, I just for like a match perspective, I, I think that the Seahawks corners, being Emmerich, Paul, and Joe Pip, I think that they have a good chance of containing uh, pocket passer Joe. Yeah. <laughs> yes, so, I agree. Uh, I'm looking for Joe pocket Pip. Pocket passer picks the Pocket passer. Yeah, yeah. Pocket passer picks That's impossible to say. Say that ten times fast. I'm looking. I, I'm predicting a two interception game from Joe Pip, and I want to see Chase do some more design runs. Just literally take the ball and just be faster than the defensive line. Uh-huh. Steal some plays out of Rob Bell's uh, strategy. You know, just literally 
First play, get 10 yards. Put it at second and 10, second and five. Then you could go deep. You can let Joey and let Paul work down the field and take your chances instead of doing it on fourth down when it turns into a turnover interception. That being said, back-to-back upsets on for my picks, I'm taking the Seahawks Dylan, over the Cardinals. Uh, Dylan is an absolute Tommy, electric factory on the podcast. Tommy is upset. His favorite team is getting picked to lose. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how he'll handle it. Take, the, take it away. Uh, they've dominated every team they play so far. It's not going to be a difference this week. So you got the Cardinals. Cardinals this week. No, not a question. Cardinals roll. <laughs> All right. Um, let's do the last game of the day, the 12-30 game. Falcons versus the Ravens. Um, let's start with this. We really liked how I not I B. We really liked how Rob L looked last week. We thought they looked much better. Um, they're playing the twelve thirty spot here, so it gives um, everyone on those teams good chance to come warm up, get a little bit loose for the game. You know, not a super early slate. Their energy should be high in this game. Uh, the Falcons coming off of a really disappointing loss to your team last week, Kurtzman. I was not there obviously for the games, but um. I heard the morale on the Falcons was pretty down, but you know, obviously, as the week goes on, it's probably back up, and they're probably talking about how they want to approach this game here. Um, how do you feel these teams match up against each other? I think that the Ravens are going to have are going to be able to possibly have similar um, give give the line of the Falcons similar problems that my line was giving. Uh, they have good athletes on the line. They have Tommy Torrey, Harnish, um, Spo can play on the line for them. I just think that they're, they, the, the blueprint, I guess, is out now. How you want to slow down IB and how you want to match up with them. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't advise playing man-to-man coverage. They have a lot of good athletes out there. I would advise a lot of creative zones. Um, can't let the deep ball kill you. Can't, can't let, let them the deep get ball you. killing kill you. You can't let their athletes get behind you. You got to pull flags effectively. That's one thing that we did very well. I think the Ravens are getting better in that department as well. They have a lot of experienced guys on their team. Um, on the outsides, other way, I think obviously the athletic advantage goes to the Falcons, which it probably will in every single game this year, top to bottom, or their athletes at least top to bottom. Um, I'm just looking to see the Ravens continue to improve because the last two games they have been had a chance to win in the final in the final moments. Just it hasn't gone their way. Um, I'm just looking to see them keep it close with the Falcons and have another opportunity to win because if this game this game could be decided in the first ten minutes based on the morale of both teams. Last week, we noticed that the Falcons just looked down. Yeah. We took advantage of it. If they come out like that again, they could lose this game. Yeah. Um, my team, we went to Lombardi this week, and I saw IB with a bunch of his team. He wasn't even practicing. He was just kind of like being a coach, just like trying to put people in the right spots, make little adjustments. So I think that that's all well and good. But like Kirchman said, it's all about the energy. The Falcons lacked that severely last week, but I'm looking for them to come out. I want to see... It's not even the. It wasn't even the energy that was off. It was the confidence. It. I, I want to see IB with the swag, with the you know forty-five yard runs, just breaking people down. The confidence that he every time he touches the ball, he's like, I'm gonna fucking score right now. Yeah. Last week he looks not scared, but just looked like out of it. Oh, we're playing a really good team. Like we gotta. He looked you know being too tentative. Continue to take shots. Continue to run these creative plays. Falcons did not run any creative plays. They sat in your know your base like three line, three receivers. They ran the same exact formation almost every single play. Yeah, but we've seen in the past them running options, creative pitches, laterals. Like that's what makes them good. They drafted this team of you know top to bottom amazing athletes to play an unconventional style. It does not benefit them by playing you know your base three line, three receiver setup. So I want to see them get creative, have more energy, have more confidence, and come out and you know get a big lead to start and just, you know. 
like gonna, like this like this tweet if you think Dylan should be a permanent member of the podcast. Dad, continue. Uh, I don't bet against IB. <laughs> if you want to say Sobes is the Mahomes of this league, IB is the Lamar Jackson. Oh, so <laughs> I thought he was LeBron uh, Sobes. <laughs> That's the basketball analogy. So IB's Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> nah, don't IB do that last to him. Week. Don't do that to IB. He's way better than Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> I I didn't say he was Kawhi. Leonard. I said God, he was Lamar a... Jackson. Uh, I think that they got to get Justin more involved. I like yeah. to see the ball. Like I said, get it to your number ones. Get it to your playmakers. The kid's phenomenal. I get the ball in his hands. I think Nick Sedano will have a bigger role this week. I wouldn't mind them going back to a lot of the RPOs they used to run with Nick. Yeah. Uh, I know Nick's, Nick's mainly been used now. as a D-lineman. Yeah, and O-line. And O-line. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I Nick, was expecting so much triple, and they ran not Nick's one is, play triple. Nick's option. a strong guy. I think Nick could make a difference on the D-line this week, uh, getting after um, Rob. Rob LeConte. Uh You've been you've been liking the Ravens. You've been talking about how they scored thirty yeah, points a game. They, they scored thirty points a game. I said, don't look down on this team, but defensively they're, they're hurting because if they're scoring thirty and losing, that means they're giving up a ton of points. Uh, yeah. I also saw in the film a lot of Pete wide open. Rob's got to look back towards Pete a little bit. I feel like when we were watching the film, um, Pete was leaking out and he was kind of wide open how he's been for IB in the past. I think Rob might need to look that way a little bit more. Um, I also like the Falcons in this one. I think Jack Slater is going to have a big day here. I think he'll score a few touchdowns on some deep balls. I know he was really—he was pretty much the standout for the Falcons last week against you guys. He put Kurtzman off twice, but um, I'm going to take you know another high-scoring game here. Ravens will score some points. They beat them in the scrimmage earlier in the summer, but I'm going to go with the Falcons in this one. Um, one thing I noticed when I was doing the stats was that the only people on the team that received targets for the Falcons this past week were the three receivers. No lineman targets mm. for the Falcons. I think when you're playing defense in this league, one of the most important things you have to like always be cognizant of when you're playing like if you're playing in a zone or anything is that all the linemen are eligible and can make plays but when you see a quarterback not throwing the ball to his lineman at all it makes defense a lot more simpler you can start doubling some of the receivers um because you know that ib keeps going to them so i would like to see ib throw to his lineman more dean had two touchdowns in week one um i believe clone had a catch in week one as well i would like to see him get his lineman more involved um i'm gonna take the falcons rob bell prove me wrong please prove me wrong this week Dylan. I think that the Ravens can make this a much better game. I would like to see Rob, you know, we already know how fast he is and dynamic as a runner. We know that we've kind of harped on the fact that Rob needs to throw the route when his receiver's open, stay in the pocket, trust your line a little bit longer. But I think the next step in uh, Rob's quarterback game that will take him to the next level is, like you said, Pete is always wide open. I think Rob, once he scrambles before he even runs – he kind of struggles to, you know, reset, calm down. The game kind of speeds up for him. I want to see him roll out, reset, pause for a second. Because he's field. creating so much space from the D-line. He's so much faster than these guys. So, you know, scramble, stop. Someone's going to, like, you're going to, Pete's going to be wide open. Liam is, you know, going to be yeah. open as a broken play. So, don't just, because you're scrambled, don't just lock it on the run. Try to find your guys down the field. Uh, convert on broken plays, and that can give him a shot. That being said, I'm still taking the Falcons in a big bounce-back spot, but we'll see. I'm going to go with the Falcons uh, until I can see the Ravens play defense. I, I can't trust them uh, to come out with a victory because if you're going to get into a shootout with a gunslinger like I'd be, you're going to lose. Yeah, um, two things I want to add about the Ravens. One, a lot of things you said about Rob, about how, like, throw the ball like when you run the call the route the guys open throw it he did stand in the pocket a lot more this week I liked the more the way the offense was running he had Liam coming in motion a lot before plays I feel like that was uh, enabling him to get more open enabling him to see the field a little bit before the snap um, the second thing I wanted to add is that 
if Rob can get on them early and the the energy can build from the moment the game starts, who's going to bring the energy on both sides is what I'm really looking for because I ha- I don't see it on the Falcons right now. Will it be Jack Starner? Will it be Justin? They got a lot of divas. They know they are. They know they know they're divas. IB says it all the time. So someone's got to stop being a diva and make some noise before that game starts to get them hyped up because you can't come out flat two weeks in a row like that. Anything else we want to add about any of the games before we wrap it up here? Anything we're looking forward to this week? No, I know we all had the same picks this week, minus Dylan having two upset picks, but anyone can come out. We're not. None of us are super are super athletes of any kind where we couldn't go out and beat get beat any week. So if you're underdog this week, go out there and get a win. Yeah. Go keep it close. Keep it close to the point where the other the listen when you're the underdog in a big way and you start keeping it close, the team who's the favorite starts they start. Uh, there's going no pr- there's no pressure on the underdog. No pressure on the underdog. Go out there and just play your game. I'm excited to see if the underdogs this week are able to make some noise. I think it's the week of the underdog. The Clippers are, the Clippers are horrible. The Nuggets came no, back and won. So. Basketball. I think the uh, the over on the Clippers mentioned was set at four and a half, and I think TJ smashed the over. Smash it by himself. It's football season. All right, we will catch you guys on Saturday. We're looking forward to the game. 10 o'clock start. Let's get it. Peace.